Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Welcome back to another episode of Pushing Back Chaos with me, Paul Mel and I hope you guys are all great out there. I hope you're uh, crushing the challenges that are coming up in your day and that you're uh, communicating out into your networks, spreading the love. Speaking of love, <laughs> uh, how's my old mate Mike going? You love me, Melon? Say it. <laughs> uh, Tell me you I love me. Lo- I do love you, brother. <laughs> uh I, i'm 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 honestly okay dude uh obviously last couple of weeks you know we've been talking about stuff do, do you want to just give a quick recap for the people who may be just joining us for today for the first time episode 64 yeah yeah i'll, 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 I'll paint a bit of a picture mike is a current active duty sf operator with many many years of experience his whole adult life and he suffered a significant injury and he's been dealing with it and uh people who've been following along each week will know the story, but where are you up to now, Mike? So what, what happened and where are we up to? Well, I'm, I'm just going to come clean and tell everybody the truth. Uh, I'm a professional ping pong player and uh, I took a bad dig and I missed the ball and I just went down hard. And uh, <laughs> it's only took three years, but there's the truth. You know, I play ping pong and I play, you know, I play Call of Duty. I'm, I'm level uh, two, 207 or something like that on Call of Duty. So I'm, I'm pretty elite. I'm, I mean, consider me part of it. Uh, there's yeah, the- I'm picturing I'm picturing Forrest, Forrest Gump with the uh, ping pong. <laughs> Said Atlanta, China, like a million years, something like that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a post post surgery type world for me, man. Um, I had surgery. What I don't know. Well, whenever this comes out, but on uh, the sixth, and yeah, I spent ten days basically not walking or doing anything but staying in my place and laying on the couch and just like healing, man. And it's been such an adjustment. Uh, it's the first time in my life where like I can't. I can't do what I want and I can't just get up and walk. Uh, I have this huge leg brace on. Can't bend my knee really. I mean, I'm doing physical therapy here and there and I'm and doing pretty well at it. I've had like three sessions already and everything's healing the way it is. It's just, um, there's no expediting anything. Like my mind wants me to go, you know, and it just doesn't benefit the same way as a muscle because it's a tendon. Uh, so for every strength, like my ACL is gone or was gone. Uh, so you can't, you can push a muscle. You can't push a healing tendon or it'll just tear. Like it doesn't matter. So um, being patient has been the name of the game and staying consistent, watching my diet, getting up and having act- activity and moving around, not being a lazy POS, um, staying engaged mentally is, is a huge thing. Uh, I got a uh, new piano keyboard, so I come in here and I play for like a little bit and take some of my own lessons offline. I do that. I try to work out the upper body with some free weights. Maybe that kind of sucks. You ever be surprised, dude, how much you're lifting weights and you like push and you activate your core and you feel it in your damn knee. Yeah. Maybe that's just getting old <laughs> or something like that, but what no, the hell? No. That's always been my experience. You you don't know how much you use that little toe or whatever whatever the thing is until you heard it. And you're like, man, I need that all the time. How did I not know that? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty interesting. But uh yesterday I got out for the first time uh on my own and 
I I hobbled my ass to the park and went in on a trail and there was nobody around. And I just sat on a log for like, I don't know, two, two and a half hours. And I just sat there, man. And like, (laughs) it took everything in lots of clear thinking, gratefulness, appreciation. Um, I was thinking about a lot of things about some of the people that are way off worse than I am. You know, I'm going to sit here and like have a party because I had a surgery that could be repaired no man i don't want to you know like dude i saw a little boy um on a post he was walking with his dad and he had a blade on his leg like he he lost his leg um i think i I think he was riding a horse and a horse fell and like crushed his leg and he had to get a new leg but it's like man that that little boy is worse than me and look at him smiling he's playing with his dad and like running around it's like dude I, i don't have any room for pity or you know stuff like that like i'm gonna be okay and i need to be positive and just put me in a really good state of appreciation and gratefulness and thinking about things and, um, you know, different things I can do. Um, and honestly, it's kind of cool because it, it led up to something that's going to be coming out that's being discussed mm. and built on our side right now is, uh, pushing back chaos. We're going to do a little, uh, Christmas announcement, uh, probably beginning in November, and uh, we're going to have some things to maybe help out with some of the listeners and some veterans or, or families and kids and stuff like that for uh, some Christmas assistance and like maybe a couple little gifts from us and some of our uh, our friends and sponsors and different things. And uh, so there's more to follow on that. We're pretty excited about it, but it's definitely something that we want to share with people. And, you know, we always talk about that is like whenever you feel bad about yourself, you're beating up yourself, you're in a shit place. Start thinking about other people, bring yourself out of that. It's all about me and start thinking about how you can help other people. And there, there are beautiful ways that you can heal and find new purpose and different things to take you away from that shit space. So, um, yeah, so that's coming and, uh, we're, we're pretty excited about it. I mean, that's, (laughs) I recommend people back up like a minute and just listen to that again. That's a pretty good little list of things to do there from someone who's in the middle of it. So you've had your knee surgery and how far post-surgery are you today, Mike? Mm, Well, we're recording. Today's the 19th. So 13 days post-surgery. Yeah. It's uh, six to nine months of recovery. So I have a long way to go. But one day at a time. And I have this thing in my head. I just keep telling myself like 1% better each day. You know? um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to do the, I don't have to give the world. I don't have to do a backflip. I don't have to do a sprint or anything like that. It's just literally, what can I do one little thing better today and just, you know, improve my mind of all things. Like my leg's not going to rush, but my mind is like, it's like looking at like a, like a drag car, you know, and there's a thousand pounds of, you know, of, of torque in the, in the car and it's going so fast that the tire can't keep up with it. And it's like warping yeah. and bending and stuff, you know, yeah. kind of like yeah, how yeah. I feel like my mind's running a thousand miles an hour at some times. And my body's just like, no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, man. There's a, that is a pretty good little list. So you just listed patience, consistency, mental, enga- mental engagement, exercise, you're out in nature, gratitude, appreciation for others that have it worse than you, avoiding self-pity, thinking of others, and the practice of being 1% better each day. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good list, Mike. 
Yeah, I mean, I wasn't trying to like give the whole show away. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess we're going to talk about some of this. It just kind of came out, but it was just really that's heavy perfect. Yeah, no, no, it's perfect. That last one, just the last one there, being like aiming for just tiny uh, incremental improvement. That one percent, <clears throat> you know. And you, I've had this recently with like weight loss and exercise and all of those things. And I'm 47 now, and it's you know. Am I going to be running as fast as I was when I was 25? No. Am I going to be doing the things I was doing when I was 25? Physically? No, no, I'm not. But that's not the competition. I'm not competing with myself then. I'm just competing with myself today or yesterday. Like, can I be better than what it was yesterday? Yes, I can. Can I be more intentional around my food intake? Can I be exercising well? Can I be like just on the physical level? Can I be doing those little things to be 1% better now? with who I am in the moment as, as a, as an exercise. And then when you stretch that out far enough over any period of time, you're going to be looking at exponential growth because that's what we're talking about being 1% better, 1% more. And that's those curves of, and I've had that before with relationships and other things. If you just keep working, working on these little things at the end of the, you know, at the end, after you've been doing it for 10 15, 20 years, 20 years like chairing my marriage now. Each of these 1% are really big chunks. Like they're really, you, you get that. Um, was it Albert Einstein who said the eighth wonder of the world was compound interest? You know, you get compound interest returns on these 1% improvements. Trying to have good little conversations or, you know, picturing you there with your knee brace sitting on the tree in the park and just thinking and being present and enjoying nature. These things are cumulative too. And we can get that magic of compound interest in our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual lives. Yeah. I, I think there's there's really a lot of stuff included in that. And I also really like the little touching on the fact that we're looking at this little Christmas uh, giveaway where we're going to try and put together a, a, a few things for people and where we're, we're going to aim to for the people we haven't sort of figured out really we're nutting it out as we, as we go, but it's, it's probably going to be people who leave reviews and we'll, we'll look to, we'll look to uh, read the reviews and that'll be like people going to a drawer or a sweep or something like that. So we'll be trying to give back to the people in our community and make a bit of a contribution there where we can. Is there anything else you wanted to just touch on, on that Christmas, um, giveaway or whatever where we are at the moment no i i don't want to say any more because our social media manager stephanie would probably kill us um she will <laughs> she, uh, she's gonna kill us already yeah that. yeah she, she's gonna come up with some stuff and, and she's gonna help organize it i mean you know melon and i are, are the worker bees and uh she kind of collects everything makes it look fancy and then makes our posts and, and does stuff for us or whatever so we don't want to say anything where she's out, out of the circle so uh Anyway, we, we just want to say thanks to her as well. She's been she's been phenomenal with our uh, our, our media and 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 making posts and and taking time to do um, some connections with some with some of you out there that are listening and just kind of match up stuff and give us a way forward. So uh, she's a great member of our team, and she's definitely going to be a big contributor with this Christmas thing and helping out and everything else. So um, we just want to say uh, from Melon and I, thanks Stephanie for all your help. And uh, you do a great job. There's the brain's trust in the background, and it doesn't involve Mark or I. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> let's, just, let's just be clear. 
<laughs> get that out of the way now. Yeah. yeah, great. So the conversation this week is literally based on what Mike and I are going through in our lives. And Mike's got this massive um, rehab process. You can picture a an SF operator, a special forces soldier, those people who have got a lot of listeners, family and uh, members themselves who've worn uniform or are in uniform. And they'll have a pretty clear idea of what Mike's day-to-day is like. And the other people, it's pretty easy to imagine, I think, from just awareness of movies and news and stuff, what sort of things that involves. It's very similar to a professional sportsman. It's a very, very active role that Mike is in. And so having something like major knee reconstruction, knee surgery is a huge physical setback. And you can imagine a professional sportsman or sportswoman um, having that whole rehab process it's not clear that there's going to be a return to the pitch or at the same level and all those things. And so there's a lot of stuff that can come out in the mental game. And that's that's where Mike is right now. And in my part of the world, you know, we're really sort of dealing with a lot of stuff in our, in our family at the moment. We're gearing up to the kids returning to Australia at the end of the year, Christmas time. We've got um, Jerry's father has had a a downward step in his health. So she's returning to Australia for a week next week um, to take care of family business there. And so I'm going to be here with the kids. I'm still working away at a, a, a base, a new base that's remote from where I live. So I'll be two and a half hours drive away. So the kids are going to be here for the first time ever for a week on their own. It's just like a lot going on. You know, there's, and we've done other episodes on many things sort of how do you deal with life and your biggest setback and, and things like that. We thought this was an opportunity for us to talk about practical techniques for dealing with the difficult cards, the, the practical techniques for dealing with the hard parts of life as they're happening and, and they are sort of happening right now. How is Mike remaining positive? How is Melon remaining positive when there's just a lot going on? And it's not necessarily pull your hair out, the buildings on fire crisis type situations that do come up in life. But it's a difficult patch for both of us. And this is just really what Mike and I get on and talk about. And it's, this is what we share with you guys. These are not scripted conversations. We just talk about our own lives. And practical techniques for dealing with difficult patches is where we are this week. So hmm. is there anything you wanted to kick off with in the beginning here, Mike? Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty real. It's pretty deep, man. And you know, I, I want to sit here and like talk about you know my situation this whole time. Like, sorry, I got it. But just talk in general. Uh, I saw I saw a quote the other day. It says, you know, a person has two lives: the the one that they're living, and then the second one is when they realize they only have one. Uh, you start living your life a little bit different, and if this hasn't completely just halted me in my tracks literally, mm. uh, and make me think about, man, what am I going to do in my life? Like, what is this for? How is this going to build up? Because whether I'm happy, whether I'm sad, whether I'm healthy, whether I'm broken, whether, you know, whatever it is, time is continuing on. And we always talk about that's our biggest currency and I don't want to waste it. Um, uh, I believe this is happening for me, not against mm. me. 
Um, when I sat there yesterday and reflecting on things, you know, sitting on a log with a busted leg on crutches. And let me just say, going on a hike on crutches really sucks because there's sinkholes and shit. And like, you know, you'll be walking and like your crutch like drops down eight inches and you almost fall over and you look like a total idiot. Um, <laughs> so luckily- hey, do, do, as an aside, do you find that as like a, a bigger guy, like a capable fit sort of looking man, I, I, my experience when I had uh, ankle surgery, <laughs> the metal plate in the ankle from rugby, rugby injury, pretty bad ankle injury. And people just did not move out of the way for me when I was on crutches. I got, regularly got my crutches knocked off knocked out from underneath me because it's like people just don't process that they would need to move out of my way have you ever had that recently uh, uh not too much honestly because i haven't been out too too much uh yeah you know moving around a lot of people i'm trying to avoid that because i don't like literally if i if i take it if i take a hard like fall i mean i could just totally yeah. mess my knee all the way up again <laughs> yeah. so like i'm just really being smart like I, again my mind wants to go a thousand but my body's like, no, no, no. Give me like three miles an hour here, dude. Like that, you know? Yeah. You got to trust, trust, trust the, the process and not, not rush it. But, um, uh, you messed me all up, dude. Uh, no, no, no. You're at, you're at, you're at hiking. You're at hiking. I mean, normal people would be like, let's, let's just go down the, to the shops or something on my crutches for the first time. You're like out in a trail, you know, sinkholes and you're, uh, you're heading on up the hill. Yeah. I mean, it's a balance, right? Like I, I wasn't being reckless or anything, but, you know, just just getting in a, into a state of, uh, I needed to get into a state of, this isn't. I'm not just going to sit here and be the victim. I'm not going to sit here mm-hmm. and be punished. I'm not going to be here and just be miserable and let my mind just go and go and go. It's like I need to get up and do something, mm-hmm. and I took the opportunity to kind of like punch out and, and go and, um. Uh, this is just part of my life. Like that's the main point that I want to start out with is this isn't like life gets paused and I oh just take care of your injury and and then life will go on. No, life is going on right now. Uh I have time now. Like I have time. Like I'm on I'm on convalescently for a couple more weeks and it's like what am I going to do with it? You know, um, if you get the end of your life and, you know, you, you get up to the to the pearly gates and, you know, the question you get asked is, hey, you had a long life. What did you do with it? And you're like, oh, I don't know. I really didn't do anything or I didn't push myself. I didn't see the bigger picture. I didn't love the people I should have. I didn't have the conversations I should have. I didn't spend the quality time I should have. Um, that's th- this is just reminding me that, dude, like this is part of your story. This is part of your life. What do you want to come mm-hmm. from? And, and I kind of, I'm, you know, I, I totally believe that this is part of my plan that, that God has for me. That's my personal view, but also too, is I need to be willing to accept what happens to me and then move through it. There's no way around it. Literally no way around it. The only way to get through it is to go through it. And this is one of the most challenging things that I've ever had to deal with not just physically, but mentally. Um, I won't get into it a lot, but, you know, professionally, my whole career changed. Uh, What I thought was going to happen did not happen. Where I thought I was going is not happening. Um, And I have to get there through another avenue, but there is still a possibility to do certain things. I'm going to do them. Uh, 
it's just not the way I wanted. And I, I think the quote came out on the thing was, you know, happens one of two ways, the way you want it to, and the way it does, and you got to be okay with both. And man, if that's not resounding in my head all week with everything, whether it's, you know, <laughs> going out on a, on a, on a walk into the woods or getting my mind right about what do I still want with my life? What do I want in my future? What's most important in my future? Um, you know, and, and it leads you down a good path of like, what can I do? What yes. can I do above myself? What can I do to keep enjoying my life? Because I'm not dead. You know, there's still so much to be grateful for. There's still so much, uh, you know, friends, family, everything. I mean, just out of this came came this uh, Christmas, uh, this Christmas thing that we're going to do. I'm going to go home to Pennsylvania next week for, for uh, you know, a week. After that, I'm going to go to Texas for a week and see some, see some, you know, my buddy Pat and some friends and just enjoy my life. I have the time, man. I don't want to waste it. Even though I can't do what I want to do, there's still purpose. There's still things for me to do. I'm not broken. There's people way worse than me. Um, if I can help them out, then great. They'll teach me something that I have never known yes. before. I've never been in this situation. Teach me. Let me know. What am I supposed to learn from this? How can I get better? When I heal, who am I going to be then, man? That kind of excites me. You yes. know, like, yeah. And um, I, I guess for the opening, like the last thing I'll say about it is, you know, everything that we've been through in our life, you know, there's the quote, everything happens for a reason. Well, you have to identify mm. that reason. You have to seek it out and find it. And what an opportunity this is for me to stick with it, to really forge my character even more and build me into somebody that I haven't been my entire life and learn something I haven't learned for whatever's coming. Uh, what a gift that is, man, because again, I'm at the pinnacle of my career the best position I could ever ask for that I worked my ass off for, for almost 17 years and I get knocked off. Right. Anybody that's listening, that's ever had that, that you've been working at a job for so long or dedicated and then you, and then you get knocked off your perch. You feel like you don't matter. What's my purpose now? I'm completely lost. I just lost my dream. I lost this, whatever. It's like, then you understand that's what I should be going through of just being like in insanely pissed off and whatever. But it's like, no man, like immediately stop and be grateful that you could even have done this there. I know there, are, I know there are guys out there who would probably give everything they had to spend one day in my shoes to be able to do my job and do some of the, the, the fun stuff that we get to do. Right. I know that uh, yesterday I was at the base trying to get my, my, my ID fixed you know, talk about real problems. Like my, my ID card didn't work because my certificates were off. All right. And I'm hobbling. You just over. said, you just said life doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. You know, it's just like, man, this is the last thing I need. Um, and I stopped and there was a, there was an army, there's an army uh, kid out there. He was maybe like 21, 22, been in the army for two years. And he's like side-eyeing me coming up. And, you know, I was like, Hey man, I was like, how you doing? I guess. Yeah. The ID place is closed. Like go figure. And he starts laughing and he's like super shy to talk to me. I'm on crutches. You know, I got regular clothes. I got a beard and, you know, whatever. And he's like, are you, uh, are you what I think you are? I was like, yeah, dude, what's up? He goes, oh man, you guys are like, you guys are like so cool. And, you know, you guys are awesome. And I was like, I just looked at him. I was like, dude, I'm on crutches. I can barely walk. Like, 
I'm not that cool. You know what I mean? Do I start laughing? He started laughing. And we, we had a 20 minute conversation that was unplanned. And he's like, yeah, I've been in the army for two years and uh, I, I just do this. I just do that. I just, you know, whatever. And I wish I could kind of do what you do and this, that, whatever. And I was like, dude, I'm, you need to understand that like, I'm not, I'm not some superhero. And I, I really let my human side out. And he was like, you're not what I thought you were at all, which I love. And we just talked about yeah. life and like his direction. And he's like, yeah, I've had some hard stuff in my family. I grew up, I didn't have this. I didn't have that. I didn't know if I could obtain this and this, that, whatever. And I was like, man, stop worrying about what you don't have or what you can't, you know, what you think you can't do and just go and do it. Like, just go try it, go do it, go, go out there and stop making excuses because of things that have happened to you. Time is still rolling. There's still, op there's tons of opportunity for growth, even in the hardest times is when you're going to grow the world yeah. the most. And, uh, man, it's just been a mental, emotional, physiological growth period in my life that I've never dealt with. And honestly, in the holistic picture, I lost my position. I lost my, my job. Um, I can't walk, you know, I'm struggling to get around, but I'm, I'm doing it. I can't go out and do the things like Halloween's coming up. I love to dress up for Halloween and be a goofball, um, and have a great time. I probably can't do that this year. I'm probably not even going to be around for Halloween. I, well, for a few reasons, I don't really want to be around. Um, but yeah, and it's just like, I, that's okay. Like there, there's other things to be learned in this chapter of my life and what yeah. a gift and an opportunity it is to show like who I really am. And hopefully maybe, maybe it's not my main <clears throat> goal, but maybe, maybe I can inspire somebody else that's going through something similar and know that like, dude, you can get through this. This is okay. And now I can speak to you about it. Cause now I get it. And now I understand how you feel where you're going why you're sad, why you're broken, why you're this, whatever. And that can bring us closer together. And I think that's a pretty cool gift. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that because if everyone is going to be dealing with stuff. Everyone's dealing with stuff all the time and everyone is going to have these really uh, peak difficult times come when they come. They're going to come for everyone. And the ability to... The ability to try and state your best in these times is the stuff that is the difficult part. It's, it's easy to be, it's easy to be great when your team's winning. It's easy to be great, you know, go over and clap the other opposition teammate on the shoulder and tell him, thank him for a game when you just crushed them. And it's hard to be great when you decide that's just had a had a lesson in humility given to you. And that's the only time that it really counts. You know, that's the time when you are investing in yourself and creating yourself as a better version. And that's the stuff that's going to be building fortitude and building resilience. And, um, you know, that, like that's you doing your reps in the gym on those hard days. Being great when everything's good. You know, if you're not, if you're not a good person on those best days then go, go, you know, take a hike, go sit and look at yourself in the mirror. It's, you should be great in those days, but it's when, when you're getting these, hard times and trying to have that mentality of being open to the teaching. I really like that you brought that, that point up, you know, like what is it that I've got to learn? What it, 
what's the lesson that life is trying to give me here? And how do I have to create myself to look back in the future and say, I really grew out of this hard time, this opportunity that came to me. You know, on, on my side here, you know, having a legally blind daughter and uh, son, they're pretty, they're not, you know, they're sort of 16 and 14, to have them have a week on their own here at home. And we've got a community around us. And that's the result of investing those 1% over a number of years here. We've got amazing people around us who love us and know us. It's the best place in the world to do something like this. But to set the kids up for this, you know, like to have conversations with them that mum has to go back to Australia because grandpa's had a decline to really have like a, a real conversation with them about what's happening and that it might not be a time that they get to see grandpa again. Mm. Well, that's, that's, that's real life happening to a couple of teenagers and it's that whole idea, I think, in life that, you know, you reap what you sow and and putting in hours and time and conversations and, and not talking down to your kids, being, being in life with them and sharing your hard times, trying to be real with them, has, has you in a situation when a hard time like this comes, you're able to really talk it, talk it through, you know, like... A long way to go to Australia, and we're in a position where Cherry's going to go back and be there with her sisters and her mum, and be there with her dad. And maybe the kids don't get to see the grandfather again. And that's yeah. just sort of where we're at. And how do we now navigate this next little period? We organised this time was overlapping school holidays for the two kids. They're on two different school systems sort of the British and American systems out here and had an overlapping week in the middle. So that's the week that Cher and I chose for her to go home and booking flights and just the whole, just the dealing with life part. But it's it's resting on all those previous conversations and interactions and um, time that we've had with our, our kids in, in, the, in the past that they're in a position... They're in the position they're in to be able to understand and to know what's going on. You know, so Cherry's gone off and done a whole lot of shopping and the, the fridge is full. <laughs> it's pretty funny. She she's like she's like specifically I asked friends not to drop food over. Like she wants the kids to have the opportunity to practice independence and cook their own food, which they know how to do. Like she's invested in that that side and do the washing and keep the house clean and look after the dogs and all those other things. I mean, that's the kind of woman I'm married to. You know, she's like, how could this be a great learning opportunity and development opportunity for the kids? She's the she's but, the mama squirrel out collecting all the nuts for fall time or whatever for melon. She winter body. <laughs> she she is the mother wolf. She's the freaking pack leader, female wolf wolf mother. The kids like I'm I'm deliberately going to let my friends know not to drop food over. You know, like. And how how good an opportunity for the kids? They they've got each other. They got they got neighbours like right right there. The next door neighbours are just wonderful people who will just take care of anything that comes up. And there's just amazing people around the whole time. They know where to go to get those to get that support. But it's it's an opportunity, you know. Like Mike has just been saying, life doesn't stop. 
life is still going on. They've still got school assignments. Michael's got training with his mates and it, it's, and it comes from that sense of that thing you touched on earlier on, Mike, which is life is happening for me. It's not the life's happening to me and that there's always opportunities in, in, in these difficult moments to create yourself as a person you can look back on and be like proud of, uh, you look and you know there was a seminal moment that came and I I grew and there was something there was a new facet that came out in this in that time that was the bit where there was a transformation moment there was a well a, a shift a shift in things at that time yes and the second half of that where where I mean you just heard a great example of like you know <laughs> master class over here Melon talking about you know sharing and and sharing lessons and demonstrating him and Chez's character to their kids, you know, life doesn't stop for you, but it also doesn't stop for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And whenever we have a hard time, you name it, we tend to be self-centered because mm -hmm. I'm hurting, I'm wounded, I'm broken, I'm sad, I'm heartbroken, I'm whatever, I'm beat up, I'm tired. And it all becomes on you. But again, life doesn't stop for everybody else. And it's important to look outside of yourself and see what's really going on around you. That that the story, you're maybe not always the main character. And your character that you're building and who you should be should be to support others. Because everybody, we always say everybody's going through something. So like for mm -hmm. me, it's like, man, I just lost my job. I lost my position. You know, I'm this broke guy. I'm going to be sitting at the desk. And, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, feel bad for me. Cool, you know, no. This is what I have to do. This is my new path. This is, there's new purpose in it. I'm I'm developing it. I'm finding it. But the guy that just took over for me, he's a great dude. And I know he's fully capable of doing it. And what an opportunity for him to step in and take this role. Like, that's a big thing for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and honestly, like in the, the whole thing, I'm happy for him, man. He's a good dude. I'm glad he's there. My guys like him, you know, and yeah. and, and, and like it, it's what's best for them. It's not about yeah. me and what I want. It's like, dude, that's best for them. And it's bigger than me. Go crush it. Have a great like, dude, enjoy it. Like, I loved it. I know you will, too. Let me know how I can help you out. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just about me and yeah. my struggle. It's other people. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one person's failure or one person's uh, misfortune is another person's opportunity. And you and I, I think in that, Mike, that you are able to find a strength when you get the attention off yourself. When you get the attention onto how can who do I have to be and how can you know what has to be done here for this incoming person to have this work for him and 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 for your guys. And it's like you can gain an access to a power when you're not having to sit and think about yourself. And for me, there's a thing in, in, in this situation with the kids, like thinking about the kids or thinking about Jerry and her sisters and, and the, the family, that it's not me sitting and stewing in my own juices here, stressing about the kids being on their own or, or you know, having to go to work or not being able to get back to Australia or, you know, do we all go all of that whole churn? And as you say, like, you know, when you're thinking about yourself, often it's a, a suffering sort of sentiment, you know, this is hard. Why is this happening to me? All that sort of stuff. 
which is very disempowering, you know, but you can really get a power when you're like, what has to be done here for the kids? What has to be done here for my wife or for her family? And all of a sudden it becomes like the pathway becomes clear. You can get a clarity when you're framing it that way and you see the action that needs to be done and then you're back in action and you're not, you're not stewing, spinning your back wheels. One one of the key points here is that, you know, you're not just a character in a story, which we all are. You know, we we all are characters in our story. But we're also the script writer, you know, and and it can be like a bit of a shock. But ultimately, like if there's something in your life that you're not happy with, you can change it. You can make the change. You can be the change, change the story that you're in. And, And like you... You know, you've been saying time is our only real currency. Like that's the one thing we don't have. So don't be the person who's at the end of your life thinking, man, what did I do? Or the regret. What was I, what did I do with the time I was given? Like have an adventure, make it an adventure. Yeah. I like that. Mel. You know, I, I sit here with a book in front of me, like my notebook when we, when we talk and I take, I take notes when I listen to Mel yeah. and have these conversations because we, right. we get flowing, man. And that's good stuff. <laughs> um, you know, before before every episode, we usually write down what episode it is and we write the title up top, you know, or, or hey, what's what's the, the topic we really want to get around? And then the rest of the yeah. paper is blank. We don't sit there mm-hmm. and script out like, oh, well, this is how everything's going to go and be perfect. It's like, no, dude, that's not real. We just have this conversation. Whatever comes up, comes out. And we want it to be real. We want it to be positive and productive, even when it's hard. And it's exactly how life is. It's like, man, what do you think this chapter is for you? You know, whether it's uh, moving across the world or moving back home or sending your kids or having a busted leg or going through, uh, you know, some type of hardship. You can put that title at the top of the book, but the pen is in your hand and what you want to take down or what you remember. Like, who were you in that moment? And you get to write the chapter. The title might be like, all right, hey, this next chapter of your life. This is called struggle. <laughs> this is called heartbreak. This is called whatever. And then the pen goes in your hand and you get to choose what's on that in that chapter. Yeah. You know, and like write a write a freaking adventure story. Like don't write some boring freaking, you know, introspective sitting on the couch moaning about your life. No one wants to read that. Don't <laughs> make don't don't live it. Oh, that'd be a thousand times worse than reading it. Yeah. Like it's it's you it's the one thing you have. It's you only get to do it once. Make it fucking good. Make it exciting. And in all the in all the stories we love, like it, you know, there has to be that difficult time for the character to grow to have that arc, the hero's arc that we love. You know, the Star Wars, the young Jedi you know, is not good enough and then has to go off and learn and become better to come and come back and deal with Darth Vader and all that kind of stuff, right? Like that is every society on earth and every story. Make that your life. Like when the hard times come, look for the opportunities to grow in those in those times. Look for the opportunities to be great for other people. Like Mike's just been talking about here, where he's, he's in a senior leadership position, which is the absolute pinnacle of the Special Forces community. And you can just imagine, like I joined the Australian Army at 17 and we have our SF in Australia and everyone in the Army wants to be in the in the SAS, the Australian SAS, Special Air Service. 
And then in that organization, they all want to be in these leadership roles. And that was the role that Mike was in. And to be able to find in the midst of a knee, you know, debilitating injury, like a career-ending sportsman injury, to be able to be great for the guy who's coming in off the bench to have to take that position because he needs all the help he can get to be coming in in the second half and picking up where Mike was up to. And Mike's team need to have a great guy there mm-hmm. and to just be like, I'll be great for them. Well, that's a freaking lot better story than, you know, sitting around freaking starting to pound beers and staring at your navel and complaining. Yeah. Yeah. What am I like, you know, like, like I said, that, that young army private the other day, yesterday, you know, looking at me, he's like, Oh, you guys, you know, I always thought you guys are like perfect in this, that I said, bro, if you only freaking knew, uh, <laughs> not the case, but you know, like this, you know, he's like 21, 22 years old in the army for two years. What if I would have been like, Hey man, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I wrecked my knee. Now I'm here on crutches and I'm walking around. I'm drunk. I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm just going to go home and drink my face off, go out to the bar with my boys, sleep with a bunch of women, be out and just be a, be a total, like, you know, be a total yeah. and just be a piece of shit. You know, he'd, he'd look at me and be like, wow, dude, like, I thought you guys, yeah. you know, I thought you were a little bit more mentally tough or you had, you know, like, that's not inspiring. Like, I look up to you guys. Yeah. That's how you handle stress. That's how you handle a shit time. Like, I don't want to yeah. be an inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Be an inspiration to someone. You know, because again, it's not about, it's not all about me, man. It's, you know, that whether I wanted to or not, that guy was looking at me on crutches, hopping over towards the locked door on the one day I got to get out and go get my ID fixed and they're closed. He's looking at me like, oh, dude, I, I think I know what this guy is. And, you know, he's already yes. looking up to me whether I wanted to or not. And to share a little thing, I was like, dude, I'll take 15 minutes and we'll just have this conversation. I wasn't planning on it, but cool. What an opportunity to like share some wisdom with this guy and be like, hey, man, this isn't the end. Yeah. Of the there's there's ways forward and I'm not perfect by any means. Um, I'm, I struggle, too, <laughs> just like you are, man. But, you know, don't 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 let things get you off track. Like if you want something, go do it. And if you fail, get back up and figure out another way to go after it. So I, I, again, I didn't think that meeting was by coincidence yesterday. It's funny how God puts people in your life for five minutes or for five years and have these interactions and conversations that you can have an opportunity to pass on something good, not something like, well, yeah, yeah. fucking drink my face off, you know, cause I'm, and there's an opportunity, yeah. there's an opportunity for you us, me, the individual in in this moment of suffering, the individual dealing with a hard time, is a practical opportunity for you in that to be great and to not be to not have to be the person who's having a shit time. Conversation with my kids about the situation, like it it doesn't have to occur as a gigantic suffering for everybody. You know, like you, you have had the opportunity to inspire this guy. But you then have had the opportunity to be inspirational and you get to be inspirational rather than be a freaking a wet blanket, you know, a freaking a POS, as you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. This who, is, this who is wants the power to be around we that? have. That's right. This is the power we have when we remember we're the script writer, we're not just the character. Some other practical um, things that I have just been thinking about how, how what these practical techniques for dealing with these hard times. 
for me, definitely exercise has always been part of this. Like that, that those four areas I talk about the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. You have to be exercising something in all of these. Um, remain engaged when the hard time comes. And definitely we have covered this many times in these hard times that you you can drive a psychological shift with a physiological state change. So getting into exercise, engaging in some way. I'm also um, rehabbing a knee. I had surgery 12 months ago, not as bad as Mike, but it's taken a while to freaking come back good for me. And it has... It hasn't sprung back the way I thought it would. Anyway, I sought out a, a really good program and I've been working through that. And that's that's been it's been difficult, but I've had a really solid month of um progress training with my son, sharing some knowledge with him, watching him grow and develop as well has been great. So there's the the physical exercise. Mental and emotional stuff for me is communicating with people, getting into communication with people who are significant in your life. For me, people like Mike, my wife, my kids, other other people who are really close to me. Because you're going to have thoughts and feelings and that are, are, are bottling up. And you need to get these dark, hard or negative thoughts out of you. And the best way to do that is to get with someone that you love and, and trust and you know that they love you and trust you and are, are going to hold the space that you're able to get these these things out of yourself and they're not going to be bottled up on their shelf ready to explode at some uh, unlucky time down the track and it's going to derail you and up, you know, it's going to take apart. It's going to damage some people that you love around you. Yeah. So exercise, communication with people you love, don't hold it in, get the dark or hard thoughts out of your mind. And then when you've been doing those things, stay in action, go back and revisit your goals. Look at what it is that you're, that you're up, in life what is it that you're committed to and then get back like start writing some bullet points down on a notepad organize them in order of priority and get back into action like get back working towards your goals in a proactive way so these are some of the things that i've been uh working through while dealing with hard times exercise comms don't hold it in and then get back in action you only to add there, Mike, in terms of um, practical things that you've been doing that you can look back now over the last two weeks or month of the sort of lead up to the surgery and the two weeks post, things that you look at now and you can see ways of being or practical things that you've done that have um, helped? Uh, I think the only thing we haven't really discussed on this episode, but I know we've discussed it on previous, is prepare yourself for the worst outcome as a possibility mm. before surgery. I already had a kind of idea of like, okay, well, this is going to happen. And then a few other things are probably going to happen realistically, not, not in my head of just like, Oh man, this could happen. But like factually it's like, okay, if this happens, there is going to be a reaction to it. There's no, there's no avoiding it. So I would say, yeah, looking at what you can do uh, in the meantime, leading up to something and don't throw your whole, I'm not saying don't throw your whole energy and your whole life force into worrying about, well, this could be the worst thing ever. It's like looking at it practically, 
you know, yeah. okay, if you destroy your knee, you're not going to be able to walk, right? So what does that eliminate? Well, you're probably not going to be able to do your job because you do a lot of walking or running. Okay, that makes sense. So then what, right? And you you practically go through it and, and try to be as real as possible and honest with yourself and take some notes, write it down, whether you want to do like a little map, like I kind of did a little mental map and was going through of like, okay, well, if I can't do this, then I can't do this. And if that happens, well, then these two things are going to come from it. And there has to be decisions made. All right. So when it happened, you know, I sat down a couple of days ago and I was officially told the news of like, Hey man, like this is, this is now your career and your future. It wasn't a, it wasn't a steamroller. It was like, yeah, I've already yeah. thought about this for a week. Like I've already gone through yeah. this. You're not telling me anything different. Uh, and, and I've already prepared myself for it. So I'm already past it. What, what else do you have for me? I'm ready to work. I'm ready to contribute. You know, I just got to get healthy and Hey, I'm good. You can depend on me. I'm not, I'm not down and broken and complaining and pissed off and pointing the finger and this, that, whatever, like whatever you need me to do, I'm here for the team. It's bigger than me, you know, and that person that was telling me they got a tons of responsibility, you know, way bigger than just me. You know, they got, they're responsible for like everybody. And I'm like, Hey, mm. I get it. Whatever you need, I'm there to help you. I'm there to work for you. And, and it felt good that I could show up. And hopefully, hopefully when I walked out of the office, they're like, okay, man, he's, he's in the right mindset. I can depend on him. I can trust him. Things are good versus like, wow, what a car wreck of a shithead that was. <laughs> now I got to deal with that. Yeah. More stress. So yeah, that, that would be the other side of it is. Uh, that that I would say I would have to offer. You know, think about Super that. Great, great practical advice there of really getting clear in your head the worst case and and sitting with it and preparing yourself for it. And I mean, how much about reaping what you sow, which we've been talking about there, Mike. Being able to then proceed into that conversation and not get absolutely thrown. From your center when someone is like, this this is what's happening with your career. Because you've already gone through that mental that's that's great advice. That's really great advice. hundred percent aligns with a lot of the other stuff with the Stoic uh philosophers were big on that, the worst case scenario and just running that out and sitting in it, sitting with that reality, having that occur to you as real, and then getting on with your life. And like Michael saying, not as a woe is me, but just as a way to steal yourself for the real, you know, for the reality of, of how things are or how things might be. I think there's a lot in that. So for me, there was exercise, comms, getting the dark or hard thoughts out of your mind, and then getting back into action. And for Mike, the, the fifth step of preparing yourself for mentally holding in your in your in your mind the worst case outcome. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, I think that's a great list of um, practical techniques for dealing with the hardest times. Are, are there any other thoughts that you've had over the last couple of weeks that you wanted to to share, or things that you thought you might want to uh, leave our listeners with today, Mike? I mean, personally, I mean, there, there's a quote that I like by Marcus Aurelius. It's the responsibility to work intelligently with what is given, and not waste time fantasizing about a perfect world of of people and choices. Um. Do you it know, again, one more it, time. It is the responsibility to work intelligently with what is given 
and not waste time fantasizing about a perfect world of people and choices. Um, Man, that is gold. You know, it's like it's like he sat around after like a whole lifetime and like really put some gold together or something. It's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that that's kind of like uh, I, I wrote that on my whiteboard next to my door and, I, and I've been reading it uh, kind of each day of like, man, <laughs> what can I do intelligently today and not just sit around and mope and be pissed off or whatever, you know? So, yeah, little quotes like that, that you, you can put in a good spot. Good reminders. A hundred percent. All the people that like our listeners out there, the person that you most admire in life, like when you think about people that you really admire, like you think of the three or four or five people you most admire, 100% they had rock bottom experiences. They really had hard times. And something about what you admire in them is is who they became or how they dealt with those hard times, that reality. And it wasn't all given to them on a plate. And and that's why that's why they're the person that you admire so much. It could be someone you know intimately, it could be someone in your family, or but it could be a historical figure or someone famous. And that is there's so much in that, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My um my last point is if you are going through adversity, if you're handed a shit card right now, if you listen to this episode and you're like, yeah, I can I can probably relate to some or a lot of this. Look at this as a test, uh, that it's not a punishment. Like, I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter how bad it is, okay? I really want you to take a step back and look holistically and be like, I'm being tested right now, okay? Like, may not be on a piece of paper. It might be, but you're being tested right now for who you are. Like, we always talk about growth. Well, I want to be a stronger person. I want to be looked at. I want to be appreciated. I want to be this. What you're being given right now is an opportunity to become that. There's no fairy dust that gets sprinkled over you. And all of a sudden you wake up and you're just like this great person or a very mentally strong person or compassionate person or great communicator. This stuff's going to happen. And and like literally look at it as someone just slides you a test and go, here you go. Here's your opportunity. Show me what you got. Show me, show me who you want to be. And within it, you have to stick with it to develop your character. There's a lack of that because we're in a push button bullshit society where everybody wants to, well, I don't want to do the work. I'll push a button. Oh, wait, uh, you know, it's all on an app or it's all this, that, whatever. There's no commitment. There's no effort and time and sticking with it because, oh, I can just go over here and get it and get it in a little bit quicker. It's bullshit. Um, Stick with it. You're being tested stand out. And I guarantee you, and it's just shitty to say, but I think this is in the society we live in for the people that actually stick with it and give, we'll say 50% effort. You will stand out in a room full of what is currently being, being bred among Western society. You will stick out already because you give a shit and you're actually trying to figure out how to get better. Versus sitting back and complaining and making social media posts and blaming other people and getting lost in the in the fog, take pride in that. You're you you have an awesome opportunity to become something better, and it should excite you. So good, mate. Love these conversations. The other one is the the last thought for me is just that there's another there's another difficult time coming. That there's something after this that's going to be harder than this. And that 
there's ways of being and strengths and character traits that you can develop now that you'll look back on and be um, you'll be thinking, I'm glad I'd I'm glad I had that experience that I got to grow and and develop in these ways. I just had the thought of the many years already that um Jerry has been putting responsibility on the kids to organize their the meals and do their washing and clean the house and all that sort of stuff. And so who knew that that would be needed uh, in this time? You know, probably we both thought that that was going to be used off down the track. But here we are in a situation where uh, abilities that were built in the past are now being leaned on. And that's going to be the case for all of us in the future. So there's another card coming out of the deck at some point in the future and you're going to need yourself to have developed and grown in this present challenge to be able to deal with that one. Well, another great conversation, Mike. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I love that we can share these with people. Just a reminder for people that we're looking at a probably early November, we'll start putting some information out about a Christmas giveaway. We'd love to have some stuff here to, to help people get through the um, festive season. And we're looking at probably having a link to reviews that we read out and share and community. And that can be, we prefer five-star, but we'll, we'll, we won't just read the best ones. We'll, we'll read some of all and uh, try and share the love and be real with you guys because uh, there's there's no other way you're going to have us be. But um, please share this out into your community. You'll be getting value from it. We'd love a review and uh, send, uh, conversation ideas and topics. Until next time, take care.